opportunity to speak at Kyle I'm only the second student to ever speak at Kyle Bonnie was the first. Um, so I'm really excited about just this opportunity. I always tell myself in whatever career I decide to go to, like, I want to speak. I want to be able to share about what God's been doing in my life and what he's going to continue to do. Especially as, as an athlete, right? I want to speak to athletes because I believe that's uh, the platform that God gave me. So I'm always trying to practice as well. And this past semester, last semester, I took a class called um, Communicating Business Leadership. And Professor McDermott, which I think is coming later tonight, but he, <laughs> he was teaching us basically how to properly talk to an audience, a big, large audience. And he would teach us, teach us like proper etiquette, like looking in the audience's eyes or moving your arm, your hands around. And so um, I'm always just trying to do better at that, just trying to practice if that's maybe a calling sometime in my life. But Professor McDermott never gave me an A in the class. <laughs> so let's, let's just see how I do. Um, let me get up in prayer real quick. Father God, um, so thankful and so grateful, Lord, that you give me the opportunity to speak to your students tonight, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would just hide me behind the cross tonight, Lord, and that you would just be here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So as you know, we've been going through the book of Proverbs lately, and Bonnie's just been doing a really great job leading us through. Uh, we've had great guests, like Blaine Young, also speak. And um, just kind of a recap, what the Proverbs is, is a book of wisdom, right? Um, that's kind of just been, uh, helps us walk this life out a little better. Um, glorify God and wisdom, being disciplined in our life. And so tonight we're just going to see what the Proverbs say about friendship. So the first Proverbs we're going to read tonight is Proverbs 12, 26. It says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So if I showed you all my phone, and you were to go through my text message with some of my closest best friends from Texas, we have this group text message, it's called Men of God, right? And, and, this, and this group text message, all we do is talk about football. We talk about who won the game, who lost the game, who won, and who's being traded. And so you can see, we talk about football, football, because football is a common interest. Football is an interest that kind of brought us all together. Amen. <laughs> football is a common interest between my friends and I. And the truth behind that is that most friendships develop from a common interest, right? Think about the friends that you have in your life. You guys are probably friends because there was a, there was a common interest that probably brought you guys together. The friendship we make come from a common interest. And here's what the Proverbs tell us. It tells us that the righteous, the righteous are those who love God and have a fear for God. They choose their friends carefully because they want to choose friends who ultimately have that same interest as they do, that same mindset. Because, you know, when you, when you have a friend that has that same sort of type of interest, you don't have to pretend to be friends, right? You can just be yourself. You can just be yourself, the self that God created. You don't have to pretend, you don't have to act like you're wearing a mask. You can just be you. One thing I love about Chi Alpha is it's diversity. Just look around the room. And if you don't believe me, like, come to XAI, come to Alpha. Um, it's great. And we all come from different social economic backgrounds, different countries, different states. But on Wednesday nights, right, like all of us here together, we're all here for one common interest, and that's Jesus Christ. Jesus is a reason why we all showed up here tonight. We all have a common interest, 
and that I have a relationship with Jesus. People come to Kafa for a lot of different reasons, but they stay for the friendships. So the righteous carefully choose their friends wisely because they want to have friends who have that same mindset and interest as they do. Kafa pastor, people led, always mess up his name. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but in his sermon about friendship, he says that our inner circle will impact the quality and trajectory of our lives. And basically what he means is like the people that we do life with, that circle that you're around, that people you're around all the time with, they're either going to have a positive or negative influence on your life. So that's why the Proverbs is telling us to choose carefully here. You've heard it all before, right? Bad company corrupts good morals. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You become like the five people you spend your time with. I know the first time I met my girlfriend Kim, she was <laughs> Kim would always say the word no all the time. All the time. And then just spending time with Kim, I find myself saying yo all the time. In text message, in conversation with professors. <laughs> so, so you think about it, friends definitely have an influence on your life. Therefore, choose carefully. The second part of this verse says, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. And when I read that second part, I can't help but think about this football video I once saw, right? It's all, it's this football player who's running off of a kickoff return, but he's basically by himself and he has his teammate who's basically saying like, follow me, follow me, which means like there's no one like in front of him, like follow me, we're going to the end zone. So he follows this guy and the, and the, and another player from the opposing team just comes out of nowhere and just smacks the guy. <laughs> like, I, I look at that video, I think to myself, like, that dude, he led the guy astray. <laughs> like, like, he let him just go, he let him fall astray. Like, how can you do that to your own teammate? If I was ever do that to me, I'd be mad. But in reality, it's true in our lives. You know, sometimes we do have friends. They tell us, like, follow me, follow me, and they lead us astray. And the Proverbs say, they lead us astray like an ox going to the slaughter, or like a bird flying into a snare. That is why it's so important that we choose our friend wisely, because our friends will determine the quality and trajectory of our lives. I love Jesus. I love Jesus, because he's that guy that says, follow me, follow me, but actually leads you, like, towards the right path. <laughs> He doesn't lead anyone astray. And if you think about the life of Jesus, like, he never let anyone let him lead him astray, you know? He was that guy who set the way. If you think about his ministry, how many times he was tempted in the wilderness with Satan. Satan just kept trying to tell him, come here, like, trying to lead him into temptation. Just follow me, follow me. But Jesus just wouldn't do it because Jesus knew the mission that he had for you and I. Jesus knew what he stood for and he knew his mission. Jesus befriended sinners, but he never let them impact the way that he lived. Instead, he impacted the way that they lived. See, Jesus made sure that he determined the quality and trajectory of our lives. As a freshman at Georgetown and a Christian, I was really, honestly, like, terrified of the party scene. Because I didn't know 
as a Christian if we were allowed to go to parties. And as Bonnie spoke last week about alcohol, that was the first time in Alpha we've ever had that topic. So it was new to me. So it was really something I struggled with. I didn't know if I should go. I didn't want to be that Christian who showed up to Alpha on Wednesday night and to Club Loud the next night. <laughs> I just, I honestly was, I, I honestly, I honestly I don't want to be that guy. So this is something I struggled with. And so I met up with Brandon. Brandon Small is the spiritual director uh, to me and Des. And I would tell him about this struggle that I have. And he would, he would encourage me. And he would just tell me, Joel, like, you don't have to be afraid of the party scene. Like, you can be a catalyst in those environments. Like, you can change that environment. Your friends at those parties can know what you stand for. <laughs> See, Jesus knew what, what that was all about, you know? He never let those environments that he was in change him. He changed those environments. Bonnie, let me borrow this book. It's actually a devotional called Aptitude. And Till Elmore, he says that people are either thermometers or thermostats. They'll merely reflect the climate around them or they will set it. And it's basically that this idea that thermometers actually absorb the culture that they're around, they, they, they take that in. And while thermostats, they, they, they set the temperature in the room, they set the environment. And if you think about Jesus, Jesus was a thermostat. Like, that's what he did. He set the environment. And I think that's what we're called to do. And that's what Brandon was trying to explain to me. He's telling me, Joel, you too can be a thermostat in those environments. So then I'd be like, yeah, I could do that for a bit. So I start going to parties. And if, you, if, you, if you didn't know me freshman year, uh, I used to wear these Christian shirts all the time. They don't fit me anymore, but I used to I used to wear Christian shirts all the time. Like it says like you're forgiven, Jesus loves you. So so I, I go to parties and, and friends and teammates would come up to me and be like, hey Joel, you want to drink? And you, you Want to smoke or something? I mean, no, 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 man, I can't do that. Like, I'm, I'm trying to live right for the Lord. You know, I'm trying to make sure I take in the Lord's words and not what you're trying to give me. <laughs> then another friend would come and be like, "Hey, Joel, look, look at that girl." I'm like, "No, I can't. I can't. I can't, man. I made a covenant with my eyes. Like, I can't do it." So do you want to go to church? Do you, 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 you want to go to Bible study sometime? And that's, and that's how you get them at parties, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I say that because that's what we're called to do, right? That's what Jesus called us to do, to be thermostats instead of thermometers in this life. To have to have an impact and an influence on our friends, our family, and our environments here at Georgetown. The next thing I want to give you guys is uh, just four qualities that I think that a true friend has and what they are. So what true friendship really looks like. The first one, a true friend is reliable. Proverbs 17, 17 says this, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. So, can we show the other picture? 
Is there another slide? Alright. This is my best friend, Austin LaCroix. Me and Austin have been, I don't know why I'm doing this. But <laughs> me and Austin have been friends um, since the second grade. And honestly, Austin is someone that I can always rely on. Austin would always buy me lunch when I was in high school, when I didn't have money for lunch. Austin would always give me rides before I got my driver's license, even though I dream illegal sometimes. <laughs> but, but Austin was always reliable and I knew that I could depend on Austin no matter what. And one story in my life I remember is in fifth grade, Austin really came through for me. <laughs> and so we were in the fifth grade, and we had these things called reading laws. You guys know what reading laws are? Yeah. Well, so reading laws basically like your parents have to sign off on this reading that you did with the professor. And I never read. <laughs> but I don't know how I got into Georgetown. I never read. <laughs> but one day I told Austin, Austin, like, I didn't read and I need your help, man. Like, can you please forge my mom's signature? <laughs> so we can give it to the teacher. And I was like, of course I'll do it, man. Like, you're my best friend. We're in the second grade. And um, so before Austin is just about to sign it, our teacher catches us and we get our first detention. <laughs> so that was terrible, but I knew I could depend on Austin. Austin was alive, regardless. He was willing to do it. <laughs> and that's the truth about friendship, right? True friends are reliable. We can depend on them, and it's not an issue of convenience. We know that they'll always be there for us, no matter what. True friends are reliable. Number two, true friendships spur us on. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I have another friend, I don't have a picture of him, but his name is Josh. And Josh is a pastor's kid. Josh loves God. Josh is just knows the Bible inside and out. As a matter of fact, me and Josh were even talking about this sermon over winter break. And we met, and I'm always telling Josh, Josh, you should, be a, you should be a pastor, man. But he never listens. You know those people you tell them they should be pastors, but they never listen? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so me and Josh got together over, over winter break to talk about my sermon, because uh, I felt like Josh could probably help me out with some of the things. And we went to Starbucks. And we get into Starbucks, and there's this lady reading her Bible. And I tell Josh, Josh, look, that's, she's reading her Bible. That's pretty cool, right? And we kind of just brush it off, and we go sit down. And so we start sitting, and Josh just starts spinning all these verses at me. I'm trying to wrote, write these things down. And all of a sudden, that lady comes up to us, and she tells us, her name was Angela, and she says, I've really felt compelled to come here. Can you guys pray for me? And we're just like, what? <laughs> so we tell, we pull Angela a seat over and we, we sit her down and I tell Angela, like, what can we pray for? And she just tells us, like, life's been so hard. It's been so hard. There's times where I kind of don't want to get up. I feel like I'm losing my faith from God. I'm a Christian, but I can just really use some prayer right now. And I felt that God was tugging at my heart for, for ask, to, to ask you guys for prayer. So we sat her down. I start praying for Angela. And then Josh starts praying for Angela. And let me let you know, Josh is Nigerian. I don't know if you guys know Nigerians, but especially pastor's kids, but they pray for a long time. <laughs> so, so Josh is just going in on Angela. And I'm like, Josh, we gotta let this lady go. She probably has somewhere to go right now. And 
finally, Josh ends the prayer, and Angela's like, let me pray for you guys. Thank you, Angela. And Angela's prayer takes longer than Josh's. <laughs> Friendship is not always about someone there to make you feel good all, all the time. 
a true friend sometimes has to be real with you. They have to tell you really what it is. They have to tell you about the log in your eye. They have to tell you about the blind spot that you don't see. But sometimes we're afraid to tell our, our friends that because we're afraid that we might hurt them, that we might do more harm than good. But really, wounds from a friend can be trusted. They only wound so that they can heal. So here's the thing I want you guys to think about. Do you have enough courage to actually wound your friends? Do your friends know that they can wound you? Because oftentimes, like I said, we're so afraid that we're going to hurt that person. But the main thing also we have to know is that you have to give your friends permission to wound you. You have to allow them to do that. I, I hope that Des knows that I give him the permission to wound me when I go astray or when I fall in the blind spots that I see in my eye. Honestly, I actually struggled writing this, this quality of confrontations um, when I was writing this sermon. So um, I honestly, I prayed. I was like, God, I'm about to talk about confronting others, but lately I don't know if I've ever been confronted by a friend. So I prayed, and I asked God, I, I was bold, I told God, like, I want someone to confront my life. Like, bring someone to confront me. And oddly enough, be careful what you pray for, because, man, God will answer <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, two days later, me and Kim get in an argument. <laughs> she told me it was okay to tell the story. Like, I asked her, no worry, no worry. <laughs> but me and Kim were arguing, and at the end of the argument, she was like, Joel, man, you don't handle conflict well. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. But there was something in my heart. I was like, no, just listen to what she has to say. Like, I think this is actually what I was praying for. Mm -hmm. And she was just encouraging me, like, Joelle, like, whoever you're with in the future, whether it's me or not, like, you have to know how to resolve conflicts. You know, you have to learn how to talk about it. And she was so right, because I think that's something that I needed to hear in my own life, that I needed to hear from God. A true friend confronts us. Number four, a true friend forgives. Proverbs 17, 9 says, Whoever would foster love covers an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. So if you're really going to have true friends, you guys are going to be BFFs forever, you guys are going to love Jesus the rest of your lives, one thing I guarantee that you're going to have to do is forgive them at some point. Because ultimately, one day they're going to fail you whether you like it or not. If you're going to be a true friend, you have to be forgiving of them. And you can't give forgiveness unless you've received it, right? Because ultimately, my life and your life is all predicated by one thing, and that's God's grace. God gives us grace, and that's the reason why we should show our friends forgiveness. Because we've been shown forgiveness by the Creator. So the four qualities. True friends are reliable. True friends spur us on. True friend confronts, and a true friend forgives. The last Proverbs I want to share with you guys tonight is one of my favorites, actually. It's Proverbs 18.24. It says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. When I read this Proverbs and just think about it, I can't help think about Jesus. Because 
I think that Jesus is honestly the most ultimate friend that we could ever have in our lives. And Jesus is the ultimate friend because he honors, he has these four qualities that we talk about in the scripture. Jesus is reliable. We can go to Jesus for anything we want. Hebrews 4, 4, 14 through 16 says we can approach the, the throne of grace and mercy whenever we need. Whenever we need it, we can go to Jesus for any problem. He's there. He's accessible to us. Jesus spurs us on. Jesus encourages us, right? We can draw strength from him in our times of weakness. In Isaiah chapter 40, it talks about God even gives, gives wings to, to people who can to, to strengthen them so they can have wings to fly like eagles. Jesus strengthens us in our times of weakness. He also confronts us. He shows us the laws in our eyes. He convicts us for our sin. John 16 talks about Jesus, the Holy Spirit, convicting us personally of our sins. He shows us where we go wrong. Jesus forgives us as well. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful enough to forgive us of our sins. Jesus wants so desperately to be friends with us that He would go on the cross just to do that. No one has greater love than this, that the one lays down his life for his friends. He so desperately desires us to be in friendship and relationship with him. We think about God sometimes as this judge, this ruler, and this big guy upstairs. And he is. He is all that. But he's also our friend. And he wants us to have that relationship with him. He wants us to talk to him as, just, as you talk to your friends. He desperately, he desperately desires us to be in relationship with Him because He loves us and cares for us. Let's pray. Father, thank You, Lord, that You love us so much, Father God, that You desire a relationship with us, Lord, and that You would come down, Father God, and just die because You want that relationship with us. You want that friendship with us, Father God. And I pray, Lord, that You would uh, teach us how to cultivate good friendship, Father God, for the rest of our lives, and that we may ultimately glorify You. Jesus name I pray. Amen. <coughs> Should there be extra boundaries in platonic or platonic friend friendships with the opposite sex? If so, what? Extra boundaries. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely think there needs to be boundaries. Um, because it's just it's tough because you know when a guy and a girl are friends, I feel like someone always develops feelings whether we like it or not. Like that happens when we spend more time with them. Like someone's gonna someone's gonna have feelings, and that always happens. So I think boundaries are good, just to make sure that no one gets hurt, you know. And, and I think it's also a good idea to kind of share your intentions. Like, where the friendship is going. Like, I always tell, like, guys, when I talk to, like, when we talk about girls, I'll be like, if there's a girl in Kyle you like, and, like, <laughs> hang out in groups first, right? And every once in a while, like, pull them aside and tell them a joke or something. But there should definitely be boundaries. Um, just so no one gets hurt and you know everyone has that same mindset of where where that friendship is headed. Um, 
how do we find the line between spending too much time around bad influence and spending enough time around them to affect them in a positive way? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would say, man, like, spend, spend time with them. Like, if your friend who's a big and unbeliever like asks you to like play video games, like they they want you to hang out with them all the time. I would say spend time with them because they're somehow gonna learn about Jesus just you spending time with them. And at the same time, like spend time with them, but make sure that you're also getting fed in your word, like with your life group and your devotional time. Like make sure you're getting fed because when you're getting fed in your word and your alone time, like that pours into like that relationship with your friend. You know what I mean? So like. I would say spend time. That's what Jesus did, right? He spent all the time he could with the with unbelievers and sinners, and, and look what he did to their lives. You know, so yeah. If friends are our spiritual batteries, how can we tap into this energy without being a quote energy leech? Oh snap! <laughs> 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 all Well, I think the first thing that you should know about, like, your friends, like, your spiritual friends or your spiritual battery is, like, they're not perfect either, right? They're not perfect Christians. Like, they too also fail. And I would just say, like, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, I would, honestly, I would just say, don't, don't, don't give up on them too easily, you know? Like, both of you guys just talk about it and spend that time together if you guys can to kind of make sure that no one is kind of helping take away that battery. You know what I mean? Um, and like, especially if you guys have been friends forever, if you guys have been doing life forever, like, I think you 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 can have that personal conversation. You can say, hey, like, I kind of think that you're kind of leading me astray here. Like, I. I Maybe that's not best for both of us in this path, in this walk that we're trying to do with Jesus. So I would say, like, especially if it's two close friends, I would say, have a conversation. Let each one of, let, let that person know that, hey, like, let's, 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 let's rethink what the goal is ultimately. And that's for our friendship to glorify Christ, right? So let's not try to, like, leech each other's battery. <laughs> How do we affront... Approach confrontation towards a friend so they understand it's meant to help and not to sound judgmental or rude. Yeah. And on the flip side, how do we know, or how do we let someone know that it's okay for them to confront us? You just ask. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, like Isaac, like you have that conversation, hey Isaac, is it okay if one day I see you? hanging out with this girl that I know you shouldn't be, like, is it okay for me to tell you that? Like, give that person permission to let them confront you. And when, and when that's there, I think that you guys can have, both have the right intentions. I'm so, I am so grateful because, like, we, we, like, Des and Skylar, we meet up every Friday, right? And we honestly have a list of questions that we ask each other. We literally confront each other and, and like, have you paid your tithes? Have, have you looked at anything wrong that you shouldn't be supposed to do? And these are like tough questions. And you can't lie. You can't lie because the last question asked is, did you lie about anything? <laughs> 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 because, yeah, so 
like, have someone that you know that they can be real with you, you know, that, and, it, and especially if that friendship has been there for such a long time, I don't think there should be anything that you shouldn't be afraid to ask for them for that kind of permission to say, hey, can I speak truth into your life and how God probably wants to speak into you. And then, how can I grow as a friend to those around me? How can I grow as a friend to those around me? Come to Kai Alpha. Oh, I around Just love them. Honestly, I would say love them like Jesus would. You know, uh, I think that's the best way. Be there for them. Be reliable. You know, be encouraging. <laughs> be confrontational when it that time comes. And most importantly, like forgive them. And I think like they'll see they like, wow, they love me enough that they're willing for, to to forgive me for that one. I would say just love them, man. Love them as Christ loved us. I think that's how you grow as a friend. And no one's perfect. Like, friendship is hard work. You know, it takes time. Like, we talk about most friendships develop out of common interest, but that common interest, like, that's that's not going to keep the friendship together. You know? Like, love, loyalty, um, those those keep the friendship together. So that's what I say. Love them. Love them like Christ did. Oh, and then somebody texted in, what kind of joke should the guys tell? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of the pot, bottle blue, and the piano joke? No. They'll love it. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So what's the difference? What's the difference between a pot of blue, a piano, and a tuna? Okay, you guys will guess it. <laughs> you can tune a piano, but you can't piano a tuna. This will say, what about the bottom blue? What about the blue? <laughs> about the bottom blue? I knew you'd get stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus and how he is honestly the ultimate friend. Mm -hmm.